come St. Patty's Day, we need to watch a fu- we need to have a leprechaun marathon. Watch all I'm the so leprechaun mad. movies. With Jennifer Aniston? All of them. Yes. I've never I've Ooh. never seen Leprechaun. So you have Leprechaun they're and they're terrible. But yeah, they're they're terrible but they're campy and they're great. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah. you know how like every the last bastion of everything, whenever they run out of ideas, it's just put it in space. You know, yeah. like Jason goes to space. Yeah. Fucking everything goes to space. Leprechaun, they ran out of ideas early. So Leprechaun 4, he goes to space immediately after going to Las Vegas. But then they were like, you know, what's scarier than space? You know what? Put him in the hood. So they. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. I remember he went that. From space to uh-huh. <clears throat> the hood. T-H-A is how they spell it on the fucking thing. Oh, then after that, what's even scarier than that? Oh, I know. Going back to the hood. They made a sequel to it. So this this leprechaun went to a space to and then went to the hood twice. God. Is the hood that scary? I don't think it is. But that's how you know it's made by white people. That's true. <laughs> They're like, well, what? he went to the hood. What's the, what's the scariest place in the world? Space? No. The projects. The hood. Yeah, the projects. God. God. So, yeah, we're having a leprechaun there. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the God, list. we'll make a drinking game out of it. Fine. Uh, yeah, so we're here <laughs> for a... We're back. A spooky. For a, yeah, a spooky, spooky, super berry special. Yeah. <laughs> Mary and Mary special of Everyone Sucks Here. And we're your spooky Marionberry hosts. I hate you so much. <laughs> I want some Marionberry. Uh, I've never hated you more. <laughs> so we're here. It's a special episode. It's a full episode. But we're gonna we're gonna change it up for for just this episode here because it's it's festive. It's Halloween time. Um, and we love spooky shit. And yeah, we got we got we all have problems. Yeah, we all got spooky stories to tell. So. We were going to, this this week, this episode, we all did some research on some different, Sam made a face, because <laughs> she kind of fucked this up a little bit. Uh, sushi did double okay. the research, and then okay. and then Sam copied Sushi's homework. <laughs> okay, I gave it to her. So, so um, but we all did, we all did diligent research, some of us more than others, Sushi. I, I and did then, diligent research. And we all about about the spooky, scary stories from around the nation. And on top of that, we all we, we have some of our own little scary stories to tell of, of things either that happened to us or things we know about. So we figured we just share those and, you know, and, and see what we get and dive into that kind of yeah. stuff. So um, who so would you like to do all of these stories, like all of the ones we researched first? Or do you want to do like like. Sushi tell a story and then also tell her other story. How do you guys want to do it? Like we didn't That's a lot of talking. I need to okay. yeah. rest my okay. vocal so, cords. We right, we'll, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do our personal stories afterwards. That'll be like the relationships part because yeah. it'll be Ooh. spooky relationships. I dated a ghost. I have several of those. <laughs> I dated a ghost. God. <laughs> <laughs> a whole different episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a thing. So. <laughs> Mm. All right, so who wants to start us off here? Do you, uh, I, I, I have I have mine pulled up if you want me to go ahead and dive. Sure, why don't you uh, lead the way? Okay, so I'm going to be reading 
primarily what I found here. Uh, this is like a mixture of it was on it was on Reddit and it was on some random forum called unexplainedmysteries.com. Um, cool, so it sounds legit. Yeah, except that the if you go to the URL, it says it's not secure. So be careful if you go there because it's unexplained-mysteries.com. Oh no, not secure. They don't they don't have that little HTTPS. It's just S, HTTPS. So mine is the Bandage Man. Now mm-hmm. I'd never heard of the Bandage Man, but apparently this is uh, something that's here in Oregon. So I was intrigued by this because it's out in Cannon Beach, and I wanted to. Like, do something at a place that, like, I've been to. You know, like, well, we've gone out to Cannon Beach a couple of times, and I really like out there. I think it's really pretty. There's a huge rock called Haystack Rock, and it looks like some shit could go down there. Because if you look at Haystack Rock, it is it is bigger than anything you could ever imagine. Like, you guys can go look, like, Google image search this, and it looks like a, just a big fucking rock in the ocean. But, I mean, it is, like, gi-fucking-gantic. Like, skyscraper-sized. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that That. Yeah, big. it just... The pictures do not do it yeah. justice until you get up close to it. But there's a cave in there. That? Okay. And that cave is something, like, I would love to fucking explore that cave. But, like, you can only go in there when the tide is out. Mm-hmm. And, honestly, you're probably not supposed to go in there. But, you know, Oregon's also really lax about whatever the fuck people do on the beaches anyway. Like, last time I we went there, there was, like, 17 fires on the beach. So, yeah. like... <laughs> People do whatever the fuck they want. It's Oregon. They don't, safe. they don't give a shit. Yeah. It's yeah. unlike the East Coast where you can't even fucking throw a Frisbee on the beach because they will arrest you for it. <laughs> right. So this story is The Bandage Man. Uh, I'll just read what we have here and we'll just see what it, see what it's all about. Uh, the Bandage Man is a phantom of a man. Okay. <laughs> Scary already. <laughs> Completely wrapped in bandages that haunts this small community. The bloody figure who smells of rotting flesh jumps into vehicles passing on a road outside of town. Um. Notably pickup trucks or open topped cars, but also sedans, station wagons, and even sports cars. I love how they have to put like also every other type of car. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, he's really after those convertibles and those trucks, but you know what? Automatic. He'll fuck with Take anything. Shift. Yeah. <laughs> You can't drive a stick, though. That's where he draws the line. Tractor trailers. He can't get that, can't get that clutch down. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <Come> on, SUVs. <laughs> he, he avoids those ones with the wood paneling, though. It's not about mm. those. They're not stylish enough Station for Station wagons. Sometimes the mummy, I don't like calling him the mummy, call him the bandage man, breaks <laughs> windows or leaves behind bits of bloody or foul-smelling bandages. Ooh, oh One legend has it that he is the ghost of a dead logger cut to pieces in a sawmill accident. Are there sawmills out there? I would assume there probably are. <laughs> I was about to say, is there any, if there's well, no sawmill, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> no, there, there definitely are, because whenever we've driven out there, we drive to the National yeah. Forest, and we've seen, like, where they're, where they're doing the logging at and stuff. So there's definitely some sawmills out there. Uh, the bandage man is sometimes said to eat dogs and may have murdered several people. He appears on the sort of, uh, on the short approach road connecting U.S. Highway 101 to Cannon Beach, which is funny, because... I know that doesn't mean anything to anybody listening, but it means something to me because, like, oh, I've driven on that highway, you know, like, so I kind of... Oh, you know what they're talking exactly. about. Exactly. I, yeah. I can visually see that. Between mm. the town and where Highway 26 intersects with 101. So, basically, there is a road, there's a highway that goes uh, horizontally through, like, the whole state. It goes east to west through the whole state. And when you get out to the coast, it dead ends, and you, ha- you can either go on to 101 north or 101 south. That's it. Those are your only options. So, basically, you take out a road out to the coast, and then you can go on 101. 101's the 
the road that goes all the way down to California, the coastal highway, yeah. basically. Yeah. So okay. Okay. That's what it. that is. It just dead ends into that, that yeah. highway. And there's a little town there in the town of Cannon Beach. It's a cute little town, but apparently it's haunted by ghosts. So have to keep that in mind for uh, next time we go out there. Uh, let's see. The Phantom always vanishes just before reaching town. Of course he does. Duh. Someone says here, I first came across the story of the Benjamin and the ghosts, critters, and sacred places of Washington and Oregon, which I did hear about this book, and I kind of wanted to, like, research yeah. it a little bit. Um, apparently, there's, like, there, there's, a, there's another book out there called, like, Weird Oregon, which I think would be worth, like, looking into. Apparently, it just talks about, like, all sorts of weird, spooky yeah, shit. Yeah, that's, that's the series that does, like, every state. Yeah, yeah. They, like, so yeah. I want to see that, because apparently he's in that, too. Um Let's see here. Someone wrote here. I was Googling on the chance that I might find someone mentioned somewhere of the bandage man. I've been aware of the story for over 40 years for I was a child in the community where I where it, it got its start. I knew some of the family of the kid that first encountered the bandage man. There is an old road for all the <clears throat> uh, there is an old road that for all the years I was growing up on was known as bandage man road. It was just an old section of Highway 101 that had bypassed by the new section put in place, but it was still accessible and wasn't very long, just a short loop off the highway. Oh, that's, I know exactly where that, that's at too, because like when you go to the, the highway there, you can yeah. see like there's, a, there's an old road that you can take, take a left on to, I guess that's the old 101 to go there, or you can take a right and go to the fucking town. So we'll have okay. to go to that road mm-hmm. and see if we can find the bench, man. Um, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> I love how it says this loop of row is a popular place for local kids to go park and make out. Yeah. Yo, you want to go park and make out where we could get murdered? Yes, totally. But like, isn't that like the plot okay. of every like 80s every, horror, like a slasher even, movie? Well, even real, real like horror, like, you know, actual serial <laughs> yeah, This could turn real. But I'm seeing like actual serial killers would go to where like yeah. lovers' lanes were and murder couples all the time. Yeah. That's like, that uh didn't the the Golden State Killer do that? Like uh the uh Zodiac Killer. Or Zodiac Killer. Zodiac Killer, yeah, not Golden State. Yeah, Zodiac Killer went, did that. So I mean uh and on, honestly, the thing is Oregon's not that far from California. So maybe the Zodiac True. Killer came up here. Maybe the Zodiac Killer is the bandage man. Who knows? Um there is one this is where the story started, which is referring to that makeout point. One night, two of the local kids were up there doing just what teenage boys and girls do. <laughs> Okay. Okay. When they are parked on a dark, lonely road, the boy had an old Chevy pickup and his girl or and his girl and wow, this is written really terribly. The boy had an old Chevy pickup and his girl and he were sitting in the cab. All of a sudden, they felt the truck sort of lean like something was moving around the back of the truck bed. They turned around to look out the rear window and there looking back was a bandaged face. God. With only some weird looking eyes showing through the eye hole bandages. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. The bandaged figure started beating on the glass and on top of the cab, the kid started his engine, got it into gear and tore out of there. His girlfriend screaming in terror as the man in the back continued his pounding. Any of you who say you've seen the bandaged man or uh, any of you who have s- any of you who have been to Bandage Man Road or Cannon Beach know how curvy the roads are and how driving them at high speed is dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the way, they went in what seemed like an eternity. They made it to downtown Cannon Beach where the boy's family owned a service station and they lived next to a greenhouse. Once they got there, they looked in the back and the Bandage Man was nowhere to be seen. Ooh. Ooh. 
So that's really all the info that there is on the Banished Man that I've seen. Like, so it's like a, a almost like a small little local tale. Yeah, yeah. like, and, and so I'm I, I I'm curious. Like, I'm sure there could be. There's probably more maybe in that book that talks about it too. Uh, yeah. Because this was like excerpts from that book that that I was right. reading. And. You know, I would be curious, like, if there's more to the story of, like, the the man who got, like, chopped up by a fucking, what, did you fall into a wood chipper? Like, how's that work? You know, like. Yeah. He's and, at the sawmill. And then they try to, like, bandage him up, and then he died in his bandages, you know, like, so now he's like, well, you know, if I can't be happy, neither can these fucking teenagers. This <laughs> <laughs> all sounded like they were describing the Hamburglar. Yeah. <laughs> Just physically, the physical description. So if you, if you, if you. <laughs> but do also, a, why is he jumping into random cars as they pass by? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like what? What is his end goal here? Like, like because it didn't even say like he murdered anybody. He just beats on their fucking car. Like you, you did in my roof, <laughs> asshole. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad. So there's if you if you Google search the Bandage Man, it basically just looks like the Invisible Man. Like, okay. there's like there, there's a there's a video uh, that that came out of like somebody like recreating it over, but it kind of looks like a cross between either the Invisible Man or the Mummy, but like yeah, okay, and he's just really and the dirty, hamburger. yeah, and the hammer, and the really hammer, dirty. he's a really dirty man with with bandages on him, like a fucking Walmart Halloween Great. costume. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean, maybe not exactly the spookiest thing, but I mean like interesting. And interesting nonetheless, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my uh, my spooky, scary skeleton story there. Okay, yeah. that's good. So, yeah, the 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 Bandage Man. The Bandage Man by AJ. By me, <laughs> written and directed by me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got mine pulled up. Yeah, mine is um, titled Clinton Road, New Jersey, the scariest and strangest road in the U.S. Ooh. I think I've Ooh. heard about this. Really? I haven't. What have you heard? Oh, no, I think I think because I used to look up all the weird stuff like in mm-hmm. those books. Yeah. And I and I yeah. learned about weird New Jersey stuff like that was like the only state book I could find. <laughs> so yeah. I learned about a lot Apparently, of New Jersey like, stuff. Apparently like a lot of weird shit happens yeah. in New Jersey besides it being New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Besides yeah. that. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> it's like a dark highway into people's innermost fears. That's how Mark Moran, publisher and co-creator of the Weird New Jersey magazine and website, sums up Clinton Road, a quiet and twisty stretch of road roughly 55 miles northwest of New York City. I've heard of Weird New Jersey magazine. I don't subscribe, but I've definitely heard of that. Moran, along with Weird New Jersey co-creator Mark Gorman, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that properly but I'm doing what I can. Knows a thing or two about the strange and mysterious and, well, many things that are just plain weird. Clinton Road is all of those things and much, much more. This eerie 10-mile stretch of road sits in a quiet corner of the Garden State. Clinton Road isn't far from the hustle and bustle of Manhattan, but it's not exactly near much of anything either. Beginning at the fairly well-trafficked New Jersey Road 23, Clinton Road winds its way north before terminating at Upper Greenwood Lake. Other than trees, picturesque Clinton Reservoir. Yeah, super picturesque (laughs) reservoir. (laughs) Take long walks by the reservoir. It's super romantic. (laughs) 
<laughs> a few bridges and the very occasional house set back from the road, there isn't at all much to see, unless you happen to see a sofa in the road or the pack of bloodthirsty cannibals lurking in the shadows, um, hoping you'll stop your car to investigate. That took a turn really I know, fast. Right? <laughs> I've heard that story a lot. Like, if you see a sofa in, like, a deserted road, like, just hightail it. Yeah. I've heard that, like... In I've different actually, types of I've actually legends. heard the same thing. Yeah. Wait, like yeah. you mean like in the road itself, or like on the side of the road? In, in no, like in, in the, the road, road, like blocking you. Yeah. Like it's bad news. Yeah. Which I kind of makes it makes sense. Like you'd have to move it. Like yeah. I feel like that doesn't even have to be spooky. That's just like someone wants to rob you or steal your car. Yeah. Or kill you. Yeah. yeah. You know that's you know that just sounds like stranger danger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before meeting the two marks from Weird, New Jersey, I'd finally dared to travel down Clinton Road at nighttime. My traveling companion for this drive into the unknown was the stout-hearted Michael Shui, the 13-year-old son of a neighborhood friend. I definitely trust children and their opinions <laughs> on everything. <laughs> I'm taking this kid's word for it. <laughs> My job was to keep an eye on the road and remain vigilant for ghosts and perhaps even a visit from the New Jersey devil himself. Mike, meanwhile, kept careful watch on the roads, along with our survival gear, which included, in order of importance, two bottles of soda, licorice, a pair of flashlights, and just in case, a rosary his mother had given him before setting out. Oh, boy. And they show a picture, I know, they show a picture of a house on the road, and it looks, it looks haunted by itself, so I won't be stopping. Several passes up and down Clayton Road revealed nothing more sinister than a busted transistor radio in the middle of the road. Why are we putting garbage in the middle of the road? Can we stop doing that? Because it's fucking New Jersey. (laughs) Like, if you've ever driven through Jersey, holy shit, that state is a goddamn mess. Mm -hmm. Last time I drove through there, I couldn't ever see the signs because they don't fucking cut their trees back and all the fucking speed limit signs and everything are covered. Fuck you, New Jersey. It's a garden state. Yeah. (laughs) It's all a garden. We decided to keep it partially smashed electronic remains as a trophy of our bravery. No, um, that's staying right in the middle of the street. I'm not picking that up. Absolutely the fuck not. This is where we defer, sir. Weeks later, in the light of day, and with Weird New Jersey's Mark Moran and Mark Skirmerin. I fucked it up again, sorry. As my guides, Clayton Road is more of a history lesson than a 10-mile-long spook house. Let's see, what did we get in trouble for last time? Uh, joked Gorman as he seared his SUV right off Route 23 and onto Clinton Road. There are several locations you can park along the road, but venturing deeper into the surrounding woods requires an official hiking permit. After a mile, the houses become scarcer and the woods begin to loom over the roadway. The weather was brisk and the trees bare of leaves, but in the daytime, Clinton Road feels lonely rather than unsettling a rickety abandoned house with warning signs to keep out at least added a hint of danger and mystery and there's just like a lot of photos of the road it looks like a a regular like long stretch of highway not a lot of stuff going on kind of deserted you know overgrown so a highway highway. (laughs) like one of the smaller ones you know like not like a four lane or eight lane like a two lane but definitely yeah. Highway. Yeah. Yeah. People definitely play on the legend of Clinton Road, said Mike Moran. He mentions the menacing black truck that lurks on the road. Appearing out of nowhere, the truck gets extremely close to your rear bumper, flashes its lights, and then suddenly disappears into the night. 
Sure enough, during my earlier Clinton Road visit, I'd noticed a black truck traveling in the other direction each time I drove down the road. The truck's blazing fog lights and loud exhausts made it stand out, though I'm positive there was nothing ghostly about this grumbling pickup. And there's actually a picture of the truck, which is interesting. Uh, I'm going to post this link so you guys can take a look at it cool. if, uh, yeah. if you want. Yeah. We don't really expect anything paranormal, explained Mark Moran. We explore folklore. We're not interested in proving if a story is true or not. We believe in ghost stories. They tell us a lot about the human psyche. We've never said any place was haunted. We're just sharing people's stories. And that's kind of like my point of view also. Like, I like listening to these stories. I like finding about them, but more from like a history point of view. Yeah. Not necessarily that like, I believe any of it's right. real. Yeah. I just think it's very interesting. Having visited and chronicled countless bizarre tales and legends, Moran says this unassuming stretch of road remains unique. Clinton Road itself, uh, Clinton Road kind of wrote itself, sorry. Uh, reports of strange occurrences continue to bring the weird New Jersey team back to Clinton Road. We hear about the strangest things, lights over the water, UFOs, snow in July. It keeps us coming back. So it seems like kind of a weird Area 51 in general where just strange occurrences keep happening just on this road. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting. Mm. The first bridge we cross, a sturdy stone affair with rushing rapids beneath it, is famous amongst Clinton Road fans of the tale of the mischievous ghost of a boy who drowned there. Legend has it, if you toss a coin over the bridge and into the water below the boy's ghost will throw them back or place them in the middle of the road. Oh. So that's actually what led me to this yeah. article because I was looking up that story. Yeah. Just in general of this uh, drowned boy that if you put a coin somewhere, he gives it back to you, which is creepy. So he's not like malicious, but he's still there. He's still there. Yeah. We attempted to conjure the spirit world with several dimes and quarters, but in this instance, the ghost boy opted to keep the change. The Clinton Ironworks is even stranger, and the structure is often mistaken for being some type of druid creation or a temple to the occult. Built in the early 1800s, this pyramid-shaped structure was part of a short-lived iron-making community, which faded away in the 1850s. Today, it's surrounded by chain-link fences, but it's easily visible from the road. And there's just a picture of, like, kind of a ruined kind of stone wall with some graffiti on it it's you can't really see exactly what it is but it's it's like a wall that's broken down and it looks old okay okay uh next is a visit to the aptly named dead man's curve this bend in the road lives up to its name if only because it's the sharpest corner on clinton road and could easily catch out the unwary Ghosts, the occult, and even the KKK rituals have all been linked to this particularly menacing corner. The graffiti-covered barriers were put up fairly recently, according to Mike Skirman. Yet nothing comes close to the wild stories linked to Cross Castle, a former mansion that was left to rot in the woods after being gutted by a fire. For years, the decaying remains of this once grand estate served as the unofficial epicenter of Clayton Road folklore. See, that's the kind of stuff I would love to explore. Like, go put me in a fucking random abandoned mansion so i can look around allegedly allegedly, <laughs> allegedly abandoned. allegedly allegedly we're breaking and entering but it's alleged some stories are more than tall tales however before it was demolished in the 1980s many people reported being physically affected by the site or coming across unexplained rock formations and eerie writing on the building's walls one visitor snapped an image of perplexing graffiti at cross castle and a plank of wood placed nearby 
those odd ramblings turned out to be from the local it's I don't know how to pronounce it. I just love the like saying like ah, people were physically affected by it because this makes me think of like people calling into work like oh, sorry I'm being physically affected by Cross Castle today I can't come in <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't come into work today I'm being physically affected you, you by guys know how it is that crazy Cross Castle I, I went a little too close <laughs> to vicinity again I'm being physically affected by it oh my god you're right these odd ramblings turn out to be from the official Lex uh, Satan Satanicus the Levian Church of Satan's Code of Conduct. Oh, what a twist. Oh, huh. okay. <laughs> okay. Just casually mentioning that. Light Satanism. Light Satanism. Cross Castle is long gone, but the site remains accessible via hiking paths. I opted to stay closer to the relative safety of Clayton Road. Thank you very much. What's strange is that Paradiso Road, which runs up about parallel to Clayton Road, is even lonelier, says Mike Skirman. But is it has nothing, no legend or stories connected to it. Clinton Road remains one of a kind as the strangest, most mysterious, and yes, the weirdest road you'd ever encounter. So yeah, I just found it really interesting that this one like stretch of road had so many so much kind of, on like, it. spooky. Yeah. yeah, so much going on that like you could just research each story by itself. Yeah. And it's all on this one stretch of land. Like there's UFOs, there's a ghost, there's a haunted castle, we have clan members. Yeah. <laughs> I mean and really that's the scariest See, thing. <laughs> like, say, yeah. Honestly that's the scariest part. Right. That is the scariest part. Satanism. <laughs> no, give me give, so, give me a Satanist over our clan member any day of the week. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. At least they're human. <laughs> you know? So that that story, like I so I thought this was New Jersey, but I looked it up really, really quickly. And it's actually in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up, uh, I was neighbors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought it was New Jersey because I read a lot about scary shit in like New England. So like I thought I thought it was New Jersey. But um, I remember reading about this story of um, and and the little boy leaving the, the coin is what reminded me. Yeah. Was there 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 is an old tale in San Antonio where there's this one um, road that goes over railroad tracks. And what happened there was a school bus stalled out. And of course, a train ran into the school bus. All the children die. Right. So the legend is if you go there and you park your car on the tracks, the ghost children will like push your car. Or, like, try to push your car out of the way. So a lot of people will go out there and put, like, flour on their trunk. And when they look, there'll be little tiny handprints. I've heard that story somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where, though. So that that Hmm. was one of the ones that I I just, like, really briefly remembered, which is kind of creepy. Yeah. Something that I would probably have done. (laughs) Park the car on the railroad track. Yeah, I know, right? Let me see here. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like I don't live in New England, obviously, but I've spent a lot of time there. And um, although I don't there, there are spooky places in New York City, especially like downtown, like around Wall Street because it's so old. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do enjoy living in the Northeast in general because it's just weird here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of history. It's 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 spooky. Yeah. It's it's very old. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it it definitely has like a you hear more about like. Yeah, you hear more about like the witches and like the uh-huh. fucking every every spooky uh-huh. thing. A uh-huh. lot of it's it kind of like 
stems from yeah. this area, and I just find it really interesting. Yeah. Also, I highly suggest going to Salem, Massachusetts. It's it is a lot of fun to browse around. Um, mm-hmm. I went I went a few years ago, <clears throat> and it's oh, it's just an old town like you can just yeah. you can just feel it and mm-hmm. even walking through the harbor walking through like the city it's just a it's a beautiful city and then like to to see all the you know the the graveyards um where yeah, they yeah. have all the headstones and everything you know it's just amazing the the sidewalks are literally littered with the 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 last words of what um you know the people who were hung or killed in different ways like their last words are like etched in the sidewalks it's wow. a, it's, it's amazing like it, it's know, incredible it's it's interesting too like if you've ever like seen like a colonial graveyard they're totally different than like oh, a modern yeah. day graveyard oh like, yeah literally on the street my mom lives on in ohio up the street like you can just drive up the street and there's like a left turn you make and there's houses on the left side of the road and on the right side is just a fucking colonial graveyard and there's no entrance to it. Like, it's just, you just park the car and there's just gravestones yeah. everywhere. And, you know, there, a lot of them are fucking, I mean, they're they're weathered away. And they're not in any, like, they're not lined up, you know. They're just fucking all over all the, place. the place. They're just everywhere. It's like, oh, fucking dig a hole and put it there. But, like, it's really cool to see. But it's also really weird because I'm like, there's no entrance to this. It's just a small plot of land with just a bunch of fucking gravestones yeah. on yeah. it. Like, yeah. But, like, there's, I don't know, there's something cool. Like, we, we me and Allie used to go up there and, like, do like etchings with like the fucking chalk. And, oh yeah, or, like uh, creepy girl last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or with the charcoal. Because I mean, my, my mom's an artist, so she yeah. had all that shit, you know. So yeah. we'd go up there and do like etchings on the fucking gravestones and shit. So hmm. that probably explains my bad luck for the last like thirty years. But yeah. you know, <laughs> probably. Leave you know, those. you gotta take one for the team, AJ. Yeah, leave exactly. those one story. Yeah, leave yeah. those headstones the fuck alone. Oh. <laughs> Don't touch that. It's not yours. <laughs> so what? What's your spooky ones, Sam? Uh, so mine is actually, you know, this is one of my favorite things it's it's from it comes from the warrens you know um yeah i'm really excited about this i i don't remember the episode but it was one of the earlier ones where you guys do remember we talked about this and sam was saying how she wants to be like a like not a cultist but a oh a a devil reader like a demonologist Demonologist. Demonologist. yeah 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 yeah. a cultist a cult yeah i can't (laughs) devil reader a A devil reader (laughs) yeah so you know this is the the official term thanks aj it's all coming full circle here for sam yeah i i love what the 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 warrens did um and you know, of course, I'm a huge fan of all the Conjuring movies, but learning about the Warrens was um, a lot of fun. So this is I'm going to tell the story of what probably a lot of people are familiar with, which is the Annabelle doll, um, which but the actually real not one. that familiar. You're not that so familiar with any, it. Yeah. Anything, you know, besides awesome. the article, I would like to. I don't really know about the Warrens. Awesome. Um, this is I don't know about this doll. This is great. This is great then. So, um Basically, basically, this is the curse of the devil doll, which is Ooh. currently housed in the Warren's Occult Museum. So Can we go? So, you know what? Both both of them passed away in the re- in recent years. So oh, okay. I don't I don't know what happened to their stuff, but it, they used to house it in their own home and it was like locked away it was locked away um and and the room was blessed all the time consistently so they they would have they would have a priest come over and and bless the room bless all the objects um so i don't know where that stuff is now but i'm gonna have to look it up because i know it's somewhere okay 
1970, a mother purchased an antique Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby store. If you know anything about Raggedy Ann, she already looking fucking creepy as shit. I I had I was raggedy. I mean, I had when I was when I was really little. I had a Raggedy Ann doll, and I don't remember what the hell Raggedy Andy. Yeah, we had them too. I had had Raggedy. I had a Raggedy Ann and Andy, and they were very they they weren't as large as this one in the picture here, but um. They they are creepy dolls. <laughs> we had like I feel like either myself or one of my sisters had a my buddy doll. Oh, <laughs> oh <God>. yeah. even <laughs> creepy. It was like a life size super creep one. Oh, a life size one. Oh, yeah. Like my buddies were fucking yeah. big. Oh yeah, they were, weren't they? <laughs> like they, my we had the uh, and me. <laughs> my buddy. So they changed the design uh, of Raggedy Ann because, like, the one that they have is the antique one. The ones that we had, like, they changed, like, in the 80s. And the the ones we had are very 80s looking. Like, it's have that 80s aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, they look retro. Yeah. So the one that is in the picture here, because it's it's an old one from, like, the 70s, looks totally different. This is the one that I had. Oh, nice. Mine mine did not. Mine did not look modern. Mine was very, like, oh, okay. So you owned Annabelle. I probably owned Annabelle. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. 1970, mom purchases this Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby store. Okay. The doll was to be a present for her daughter, Donna, on her birthday. Donna, at the time, was a student in college preparing to graduate with her nursing degree, and she resided in a tiny apartment with her roommate, Angie, who was a nurse as well. Pleased with the doll, Donna placed it on her bed as a decoration and didn't give it a second thought until a few days later. Within that time, both Donna and Angie noticed that there appeared to be something very strange and creepy about the doll. The doll apparently moved on its own, relatively unnoticeable movements at first, like a change in position. But as time passed, the movement became more noticeable. Donna and Angie would come home to find the doll in a completely different room from which they had left it. Sometimes the doll would be found cross-legged on the couch with its arm folded. Other times it was found upright, standing on its feet, leaning against a chair in the dining room. Several times Donna, placing the doll on the couch before leaving for work, would return home to find the doll back in her room on the bed with the door closed. No! Get the fuck out of here. So also right off the bat, too, I have a thing with dolls. I, I fucking can't stand dolls. My grandmother, dolls my, do- my my grandmother collected dolls and she had a room. She had a room where she stored all these dolls. And if I had to ever spend the night there, like I would turn all the dolls to face away from me because I could not oh sleep. <laughs> so no, I, I would feel them staring at yeah, me. I, I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I have a similar thing, with, uh, especially as a kid. I was afraid of dolls and of clowns. And I had a similar thing with my grandma. And the reason I was afraid of clowns was because if anybody's ever seen Poltergeist, oh there's that movie. Or is, yeah. there's a part oh, my of that movie God. Yes. Kid, Poltergeist scared the shit out of me. So, yeah, that kid gets, you know, dragged into the bed by that clown doll. Yeah. And I had that clown doll. The same clown doll no. that was in the fucking movie. And I wasn't supposed to be seeing the movie. I came out when my dad was watching it one night. And it just fucked with me forever. Yeah. Right. But the, yeah. the caveat to this was that my grandmother, also a grandmother, fucking collected clowns and clown memorabilia and so her whole house was decorated in clowns i mean there's there's statues there's pictures there's porcelain dolls clowns everywhere above both beds were pictures of clowns so when we went over there to like to stay at grandma's house you're sleeping under a fucking picture of a clown like clowns 
everywhere. No. So oh, nope. I'm good. For a very long time, I was not very uh, keen on clowns or dolls. Still so. not. Yeah. Still not. I'm still not. Yeah, yeah. I have a real irrational fear of clowns. Yeah. Like I really don't fuck with them. No, nope, I just I'm good. can't. They're not for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So on top of Annabelle mm-hmm. moving around on seemingly on her own, Annabelle could write messages. So about a month. What? <laughs> about a month into their experiences, Donna and Angie began to find penciled messages on parchment paper that read "Help us" and "Help Lou." Who the fuck is Lou? Who's <laughs> Lou? The handwriting looked to belong to that of a small child. The creepy part about the messages was not the wording, but the way they were written. At the time, Donna had never kept parchment paper on which the notes were written in the house. So where so did just, it come so wait, from? The parchment paper apparated out of nowhere. So where did the Get parchment paper the come from? This fucking doll going down here. the street to the Hobby Lobby <laughs> and buying some parchment paper so it can make its creepy little messages. <laughs> okay, so oh. one night Donna came home to find the doll had moved again. This time it was on her bed. Donna had come to find that this was typical of the doll, but somehow she knew this time it was different. Something wasn't right. A sense of fear came over her when she inspected the doll and saw what looked like blood drops on the back of its hands and on its chest. Seemingly from nowhere, a liquidy red substance had appeared on the doll. Scared and desperate, Donna and Angie decided it was time to seek expert advice. Not knowing where to turn, they contacted a medium and a seance was held. Donna was then introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins. The medium related the story of Annabelle to both Donna and Angie. Annabelle was a young girl that resided on the property before the apartments were built. They were happier times. She was a young girl of only seven years old when her lifeless body was found in the field upon which the apartment complex now stands. The spirit related to the medium that she felt comfort with Donna and Angie and wanted to stay with them and be loved. Feeling compassion for Annabelle and her story, Donna gave her permission to inhabit the doll and stay with them. Hell no. That's where you went wrong. Yep. They were soon to find, however, that Annabelle was not what she appeared to be. This was no ordinary case and definitely no ordinary doll. So, remember Lou? Yes. (laughs) Lou was friends with Donna and Angie and had been with them since the day the doll arrived. Lou had never been fond of the doll and on several occasions warned Donna that it was evil and to get rid of it. Donna had a compassionate tie to the doll and not giving much credence to Lou's feelings kept it. Donna's decision, it turns out, was a terrible mistake. Lou awoke one night from a deep sleep and in panic. Once again, he had reoccurring bad dreams. Only this time, somehow, something seemed different. It was as though he was awake but couldn't move, so sleep paralysis. Oh, my God. He looked around the room but couldn't discern anything out of the ordinary, and then it happened. Looking down toward his feet, he saw the doll, Annabelle. It began to slowly glide up his leg, moved over his chest, and then stopped. Within seconds, the doll was strangling him. Paralyzed and gasping for breath, Lou, at the point of asphyxiation, blacked out. Lou awoke the next morning, certain it wasn't a dream. Lou was determined to rid himself of that doll and the spirit in and the spirit that possessed it. Lou, however, would have one more terrifying experience with Annabelle. Preparing for a road trip the next day, Lou and Angie were reading over maps alone in her apartment. The apartment seemed eerily quiet quiet. Suddenly, rustling sounds coming from Donna's room arose fear uh 
what? That someone had possibly broken into the apartment. Okay. Uh, Lou determined to figure out who or what it was quietly made his way to the bedroom door. He waited for the noises to stop before entering and turning on the light. The room was empty, except for Annabelle, whom was tossed on the floor in the corner. Lou scoured the room for forced entry, but nothing was out of place. But as soon as he got close to the doll, he got the distinct impression that somebody was behind him. Spinning around, he was quick to realize that nobody else was there. Then, in a flash, he found himself grabbing for his chest, doubled over, cut and bleeding. His shirt was stained with blood, and upon opening his shirt, there on his chest was what looked like to be seven distinct claw marks, three vertically and four horizontally. All were hot like burns. These scratches healed almost immediately, half gone the next day, fully gone by day two. So this is where the Warrens come in. Oh, my God. Donna, after all this bullshit. <laughs> Have you ever trusted a Donna? Come on. like they make, They're always going to make bad decisions. <laughs> Donna right. finally was willing to believe the spirit in the house was not that of a young girl, but inhuman and demonic in nature. After Lou's experiences, Donna felt it was time to seek real expert advice and contacted an Episcopal priest named Father he- Hegan. Hagen, I think. Father Hagen felt it was a spiritual matter and felt he needed to contact a higher authority in the church. So he contacted Father Cook, who immediately contacted the Warrens. Mm -hmm. Ed and Lorraine Warren immediately took interest in the case and contacted Donna concerning the doll. The Warrens, after speaking with Donna, Angie, and Lou, came to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was not in fact possessed, but manipulated by an inhuman presence. Spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people. An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or an object and this is what occurred to the annabelle case um this spirit so the spirit was like attaching itself to one of the people and fucking with the doll so it's more like a puppet like like a yeah. puppet okay. like he's okay. like yeah. he's invisible he's like, do, 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 like yeah, yeah. Dance and so shit. the doll isn't necessarily possessed or haunted. right so this well, okay. is like it's haunted it's basically like it's basically like permanently being attached to the puppeteer so this spirit manipulated okay. the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get recognition truly the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll it was looking to possess a human host a person yes so these dumb bitches they were like yeah you can stay with us <laughs> wait hold on this story is real I mean, allegedly, Ed, Ed and Lorraine Warren are were real people, and this is this is their account. Yeah, so ma'am, yeah. So the spirit, or in this case, an inhuman demonic spirit, was essentially in the infestation stage of the phenomenon. It first began moving the doll around the apartment by means of teleportation to arouse the occupant's curiosity in hopes that they would give it recognition. Then, predictably, the mistake of bringing a medium into the apartment to communicate with it, the inhuman spirit now able to communicate through the medium preyed on the girl's emotional vulnerabilities by pretending to be a rather harmless lost young girl with which during the seance was allowed permission from Donna to haunt the apartment. Yeah. And so far as demonic is a negative spirit in that set about causing a patently negative phenomenon to occur and aroused fear through the weird movements of that doll. It brought about the materialization of disturbing handwritten notes, the symbolic drops of blood on the doll, and ultimately it even attacked Lou, leaving behind the symbolic mark of the beast. 
the next stage of the infestation phenomenon would have been complete in uh, complete human possession. Had these experiences lasted another two or three more weeks, the spirit would have completely possessed, if not harmed or killed, one or all of the occupants in the house. At the conclusion of the investigation, the Warrens felt it appropriate to have a uh, recitation of an exorcism blessing by Father Cook to cleanse the apartment. The, uh, the Episcopal blessing of the home is a wordy seven-page document that is distinctly positive in nature. Rather than specifically expelling evil entities from the dwelling, the evidences is instead directed toward filling the home with the power of the positive and of God. And that's, from, that's a quote from Ed Warren. Okay. Um, at Donna's request, and as a f- uh, further precaution against the phenomenon ever occurring in the home again, the Warrens took the big rag doll along with them when they left. Uh, so, in conclusion, Father Cook, although uncomfortable with his role as an exorcist, agreed to perform the seven-page rite of exorcism, a doctrine he recited throughout the apartment, at which point the Warrens were confident the entity would no longer reside there. They agreed to take the rag doll back home with them upon leaving Ed... Upon leaving, Ed placed the doll in the back seat and agreed he would not take the interstate in the event that inhuman spirits still resided with the doll. His suspicions were all too correct. In no time, the Warrens felt themselves as an object of a vicious hatred. Then, at each dangerous curve, the car swerved and stalled with every corner, causing the power steering and the brakes to fail. Repeatedly, the car verged on collision. Ed reached into the back seat, into his black bag, and took out a vial of holy water and doused the doll, making the sign of the cross over it. The disturbances stopped immediately, and the Warrens arrived safely home. After the, after the Warrens arrived home, Ed sat the doll in a chair next to his desk. The doll levitated a number of times in the beginning, then it seemed to fall inert. During the ensuing weeks, however, it began showing up in various rooms of the house. When the Warrens were away and had the doll locked up in the outer office building, they would often return to find it sitting comfortably upstairs in Ed's easy chair, when they opened the main front door, the doll also showed a what? hatred for clergymen who came to the house, which oh. they came to the house quite often. <laughs> yeah, right. And yo, one, it was like, yo, I got a big dick. I'm going to sit in your chair. Right? In one instance, Father Jason Bradford, a Catholic exorcist, came to the house. Upon seeing the doll seated in the chair, he picked it up and said, you're just a rag doll. Annabelle, you can't hurt anyone. And tossed the doll back in the chair, at which point Ed exclaimed, that's one thing you better not say. Upon leaving an hour later, Lorraine pleaded to the priest to please be careful driving and to call her when he arrived home. Lorraine discovered tragedy for this young priest, but he had to go his way. Oh, discern tragedy, not discovered, sorry. Okay. Uh, a few hours later, Father Jason called Lorraine and explained that his brakes had failed as he entered a busy intersection. He was oh. he was in, in, involved in a near fatal accident, destroying his vehicle. This was just one of many such events that occurred over the next few years. The Warrens had a special case built for Annabelle inside the occult museum where she resides to this day. Since the case was built, Annabelle no longer appeared to move, but she is thought to be responsible for the death of a young man who came to the museum on a motorcycle with his girlfriend. The young man, after hearing Ed's account of the doll, defiantly went up and began to bang on the case, insisting that if the doll can put scratches on people, then he wanted to also be scratched. Ed said to the young man, son, you need to leave and put him out of the building. On the way home, the young man and his girlfriend were laughing and making fun of the doll when he lost control of his motorcycle and went head on into a tree. The young man was killed instantly, but his girlfriend survived and was hospitalized for over a year. When asked what happened, the young woman explained that they were laughing about the doll when they lost control of the motorcycle. 
Ed warns you do not challenge evil, that no man is more powerful than Satan. So that's the doll. <laughs> what a Ooh, story. I I love this shit. And that's why I love the mm-hmm. Warrens, because the Warrens have so many stories like this. Because this I is what they like, did. This is what they yeah, did for I a living. Dive into more of them. Yeah, they they went to like the Amityville Horror House and things like that too. Yeah, they like were they a part, did of, a lot of, they were a part of that oh, case as well. Okay. Yeah, they were a part of that case as well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why I love the Conjuring films as well mm-hmm. because you know it really just depicts Ed and Lorraine. Um, but I I just love all the stories that the Warrens have. So I need to watch those. Wow. Yeah. I mean, now's now's the month to do it. Now's you time. Know. Yeah. Once you get through now. that Michael Jackson music video. <laughs> That's true. That's true horror. It's like YouTube Rufio short and, film. Yeah. Rufio. I have a really weird watch list that AJ's giving me. It's, 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 now it's, it looks like our watch list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> weird. So uh, we got some, you know, we, we all have our own. We've all had like things that have happened to us in life or whatever or, or yeah. heard things that have happened that are in spooky so figured we'd share things some of our, our simple little stories here yeah our unexplained stories mm-hmm. um there's one that I, that i have like I've, I've seen a lot of weird shit i've got a lot of weird stories in yeah. general yeah um, okay yeah whether, that's true. whether yeah, they're that's going true. to an abandoned factory in the middle of the woods filled with cats or whatever the fuck like that's that's a thing that's wow. a whole other story um uh, lots of weird shit right but the 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 one that comes to mind for me was uh, when I was just a child, uh, I, I whenever I refer to a place called the old house, that's like that's the house that like my parents lived in before they got a divorce. So like whenever I I'll always like me and me and my sister Allie will always talk about like, things that happened like the old house or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. the way that house was designed, like this is in Ohio, it it, it had like a, a basement that was like kind of like half finished. Like in the basement, like we had like kind of like a finished little playroom area, and like my dad kind of had like a, a like I guess a studio for like his music equipment, like another part of the basement. But it also had like this heater, like one of those like fire heaters that like you know that, that heated the house. But mm-hmm. like you could look up under it and like see the flame, like oh, the, huh. the pilot light or whatever. Yeah. So like that shit used to scare me anyway because like I just always seemed like there's a monster in there because I was a fucking six year old kid. And but it was um, creepy. Yeah. So like, but me and Allie used to spend a lot of time down in the basement because that was like our playroom. Like that's where we had like, we had like this uh, weird like jungle gym thing down there that we, we played on and just, that's where our toys were and all sorts of stuff, whatever. But we had this rocking horse yeah. and it was, it was all, like, it was an all wood rocking horse. It was my sister's and it, it had like the kind of a raggedy mane to it, you know, kind of like the raggedy Ann hair, yeah. but like that's what the mane was. Yeah. Like yarn. And, yeah. And so we, so Allie, like, and it always kind of sat off like on the side, like, and we, we, you know, we'd fuck around with it every now and then. But like at the time uh, we were, we were climbing over our weird little like jungle gym thing that we had down there. Mm-hmm. And we noticed that the rocking horse started rocking on its own, but it wasn't like just a, like a simple rock. It was like going like pretty hard. Like mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. it freaked us out enough that like we literally ran out of the basement and we were sitting at the top of the stairs and I started crying because I realized that I, that I left my Tootsie Footsies down there. What the fuck are Tootsie Footsies? Tootsie Footsies are the fruit version of Tootsie Rolls. Oh they had like, they were, they were literally Tootsie Rolls, but they were like fruit flavored instead. Instead of chocolate, they were fruit flavored. More disgusting than Tootsie. <laughs> 
yeah, whatever I mean, the it fuck was, you know, this is, this is, it was candy and I was like six years old. Actually, back then, no, I was probably, I was only four. Yeah. I was four years old. So, um, now you sound mad annoying. <laughs> so I'm literally, I'm literally crying because I don't have my Tootsie Footsies. So I made Allie go down there alone and get them for me. <laughs> God. After we both like ran away. And the thing is, we literally, never rode that rocking horse ever again um it ended up yeah ever again like um when my parents got divorced it ended up going to my grandparents house because my mom ended up moving in with my grandparents on her side for a little while and they had a very large basement but it wasn't finished but it was like this big huge circular basement it was fucking gigantic and i remember it was down there but it always had like a sheet on it oh god Even better. Yeah, their basement was actually pretty fucking creepy. There has a lot of stuff there. Um, But we never we never rode the rocking horse again because it literally creeped us out that much because it just fucking started rocking on its own. And we we hadn't played with it. So we it wasn't us that was fucking with it. And now, you know, I know that like uh, I think like five, six years ago, my grandma actually sold that house and moved into a condo. So I have no idea where that rocking horse is now Yeah, because I just know that it was like. It Wait, do you think it was there from the 80s, just chilling? I, I mean, it was, no, I don't know where it came from. I think I, either my, me my grandfather maybe got it for Allie or something. I don't know exactly yeah. where the rocking horse came from. I just know it was mm-hmm. Allie's. But once that happened, we never rode it again. Wow. Uh, we were always freaked out about like, when I was around. And then, like, going to grandma or our grandma and grandpa's house, seeing it there, it was always covered with a fucking sheet, too, which is just, like, even creepier, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, like, like maybe they knew, too. Yeah, it's just, like, a weird thing. So, uh, that's that's my my spooky ghost story involving a rocking horse. Yeah. Mm. Do you <laughs> have one, Sam? Um. So. <laughs> Her spooky st- story is life. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna make me sound incredibly country. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, right? Like middle of nowhere. And we always had, we always had animals. We always had cats and and dogs and stuff, right? And when I was really young, I I don't know how old it was, but I was really young. I remember that the dogs or a dog got out of the house and like took off, took off into the woods. Okay, And... I went to go get the dog back, you know, like every horror movie. And <laughs> and our property, you know, led into the neighbor's property. And the neighbor's property was um, fenced off at the time with a barbed wire fence. And so I climbed this barbed wire fence and my hand got stuck on one of the barbed wires. And I literally got stuck and couldn't <gasps> move. That sounds painful. So I don't know how long I was there for, but, you know, obviously I'm crying and I'm like calling for help. And it, I guess, had been long enough that my my parents and at the time, you know, my my brother, like they were looking for me and they couldn't find me. Um, So my dad finally finds me. And he's like trying to unhook my hand from this barbed wire. And I remember he distinctly like picks me up and does that dad thing where, you know, he puts you kind of like on his shoulder, like carrying you away. And when he turned, there was just another woman just standing there on the other side of the fence. What? And 
there was like nobody who lived next door at the time. And I remember years and years later, like asking like, hey, you remember this time? Like they carried me back to the house and obviously they're trying to take care of my hand and like sanitize it and make sure I don't need stitches and stuff like that. Yeah. But like later I would recount the story and be like, yeah, who was the lady who was standing there? Uh-huh. And they were like, there was literally no one there. Shut up, Sam. There is literally no one there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> there is literally no one there. It was just my my dad and my brother had found me, and those were, they were the only ones there. But Do you I think just, the lady was like looking out for you. I have no idea, but all I know is that I or don't. Did she lure her there I, and uh, put her hand on the shut stand? up? I don't. So oh. I don't remember a face like I, that doesn't like resonate, right? But like the body. But I specifically remember her wearing. Um, like a very like a, like a like a dark green long sleeve shirt and like wow. black pants and she had long black hair and that's the only thing I remember and she and she was, was literally like, standing on the other side. What's was it like a comforting and, feeling or a yeah. scary feeling? So at the time, it didn't feel like like I didn't have any feelings towards her. It was just more like I, I noticed it, you know, like she wasn't yeah. there before while I was standing there by myself. But then all of a sudden my dad turns around with me and like I see over his shoulder like this fucking woman. And it didn't wow. feel scary or anything. I don't remember that part, but I do remember yeah, for years I would be like, who was that lady standing there? And he what? would be like, there was literally no one there. <laughs> oh, Oh my God, that's terrifying. So uh, another another you thing, to, you need to do research on that property and find out I that know. like, oh, that's old Mrs. Some Jenkins. lady drowned. Yeah. Know, whatever. Right? She drowned so in the fence. Or she drowned in the fence. She drowned in the she fence. She drowned in the fence. She drowned in the so, fence. So another <laughs> another thing about that though is okay. So my dad is originally from New York, right? Okay. He was literally born in Sleepy Hollow. Born and raised in Sleepy Hollow, New York, which is now now known as Terrytown. Yeah. Um, he went to Sleepy Hollow High, which their mascot was the fucking Headless Horseman. And Jack. believe it or not, her dad's uh, name is Ichabod. It's not Ichabod. <laughs> but he used to tell me stories when I was a kid about how um because he was the older, he was the oldest of his siblings. Um, he would he would tell stories about how in, uh, back in the day they didn't have like a whole lot of development in the town, so like all yeah. the younger kids would be terrified to walk home, uh, you know, through the woods to get home from school. So he would have to right. walk them home because they were terrified of the headless horseman. Oh my god, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like like once you leave this city, like this area is so interesting. It's so creepy. It's creepy. It's super creepy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sleepy Hollow, huh? Mm -hmm. What do you What do you got for us? Sushi? What <laughs> okay, sort of so mine is a lot happen? of allegedly because it involves <laughs> a lot of B and E. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. What, what, what's, B &E? Wait, what's B and E? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Got it. Got God. it. <laughs> So Not it's AJ, allegedly it this kids. happened to me. I allegedly, right. I, I noticed. Cannot confirm or deny the existence of this story. This is, is a big alleged, purely hypothetical. It's a purely hypothetical. What would have happened if I had done this? <laughs> so, which of course I didn't. 
So um, I was probably 14 or 15 years old, cutting school in high school Mm because I was an edgelord. Mm -hmm. Me and my stupid friends, we went to um, uh, this abandoned, closed down mental institution. Because of course. And I'm not saying the name because I don't want to dox myself. It's one of those situations. Got it. Uh, allegedly <laughs> that this happened. Her father's so go, name is also Ichabod. <laughs> right, right. Which explains so we a lot. allegedly <laughs> go into, uh, so I'm a very, very small person. Like, yes. I'm I'm weirdly small. Can't like, confirm you know weirdly what I mean? small. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm five feet tall and at the time of this About the size alleged, of Raggedy Ann doll. Right. About, or like a my buddy. <laughs> So at so at the time of this story, I probably weighed about 93 pounds and I'm five feet tall. So I can fit into a lot of uh, small places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually the go to with my tiny baby hand. Allegedly. <laughs> hey, Sushi, we needed to crawl into this mysterious pipe we found. OK. <laughs> Got it. Okay. On it. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So um, I allegedly break into this <laughs> basement window. <laughs> I don't even want to fucking want to tell this story. So I allegedly break into this basement window and um, I don't remember if I unlocked a door or whatever, but me and my stupid friends are all in like the basement of this uh, allegedly <laughs> mental institution and where we were it was like a, a nurse's station and there was files and shit and it just seemed like really really boring nothing too much to pay attention to but it did look like people was up and left mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of like notoriety and like you know rumors around this building in general just like folklore in the town um just general like it's haunted blah 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 bad shit happened there uh experiments etc etc it sounds a lot like that oh, and- hospital that i told you guys about that i went into that fucking underground one. Oh yeah yeah, sound- yeah yeah so this this particular uh institution also was one of those like self-enclosed ones where they didn't um they it, it was like kind of like a town if that mm, makes sense yeah, like, yeah they had their own fire department right and they had, like farm and blah, blah, blah. And they had their own train station. So the uh, patients didn't like leave and no right. one really came in. Right. It was like one of those like very self-sufficient, like segregated. And they definitely had like tunnels underneath. Blah, blah, blah. It was Shutter so, Island. <laughs> k- was- kind of, kind of yeah. Shutter Islandy, kind of. So uh, me and my stupid friends, we uh, go into the basement and it's like a nurse's station and there's like gurneys and like um, it just literally looks huh. like a haunted movie, yeah, like a, like a scary movie, yeah, Pe- like painting peels and whatever. Um, and like nothing really um exciting though, but just very stereotypical, like scary, broke down building. So I'm not impressed. And I see a nurse's station, and there's a coffee mug. And mind you, this building at the time of the alleged B and E, um, it has already been closed down for 10, 15 years, like a okay. long fucking time. Okay. So I'm in like the nurse's station, and I look in um, like a little cubby, and there's a coffee mug, mm-hmm. and it has like a fresh coffee ring in it. <gasps> like it looked like maybe a day or two old. So it was just like Ooh. weird. This place was closed down like there's graffiti in there the the walls are peeling like it's not like this just happened this happened decades not decades but like oh yeah i was like that's weird um 
So I keep going down. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to just pretend that didn't happen because I'm a very like, um, I need to see it to believe it. I don't necessarily believe in the paranormal, but I like learning about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. same. It's fun, right? Yeah. So we go and we find like medical files in uh, this like basement room and they're just really boring, but uh, I'm reading them. And at the time I was training to be an EMT. So I kind of like knew how to read them. So I was like, but they were very just not that interesting. So I didn't like um, commit them to memory. But and this is kind of relevant to the story. um, One file was of a woman and it was very just innocuous, very uh, general you know, what you would see in a hospital, like patient is experiencing nausea and mm-hmm. patient is like under mental duress and is experiencing like fits of sadness mm-hmm. and crying and blah, blah, blah. Boring, nothing like juicy. Right. Yeah. So I move on, blah, blah, blah. So we're still like allegedly walking around this stupid building and it's a, um, a horseshoe shape. Oh, OK. Building. Yeah. And uh, so the middle is like a courtyard and there's three or four floors, but they're all exactly the same, basically. Yeah. It's a horseshoe. Um, So we're going up the floors and it's like patient rooms, doctor's offices, um, just gurneys everywhere. Very standard, not special hospital. Very straightforward. It's basically a square. So we're going up because we start at the bottom. So we're going up. And uh, at some point, my friends and I see like a rec room and <clears throat> there's a door that's locked and we're like, oh, we definitely want to know like mm-hmm. what the fuck is in this room? Like what what's in? Is it a closet? You know, is there a board game in there? Why is this door locked? So we go and we're like, OK, well, let's break down the door because fuck it. We're already here. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 So allegedly, look, here. allegedly. So we go looking for like a fire axe and we find one. And I don't believe it was on the same floor, but they're all the, it's a, the same layout. So we go looking for this rec room again or like chow hall or whatever. It's like, well, like okay. a big open room. Yeah. I don't know what it was used mess for. Mess hall or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mess hall. It's like a big, I don't know, big fucking room with lots of windows. We cannot find this room again. Swear to God, we cannot find that room again. And there's, it's not a giant hospital. Yeah. It was like three floors and all of the floors were shaped the same. We could not find that room again. Wow. So we're like, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Maybe which it's just like. Um, our, our, you know, adrenaline's pumping, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we do our regular alleged B&E. We didn't, we didn't think we saw anything interesting. So we go home. I lived pretty close to this building and I was cutting school. So when I was home, no one was home. Mm-hmm. Everyone was at work or school or whatever the fuck. So I go home. I'm making ramen noodles in my kitchen. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon and um, the kitchen is like so in front of me is the stove and behind me is uh, like the master bathroom and my parents bedroom. And then to my left is the staircase to the basement. Okay, And it's just like one big open floor plan kitchen dining room. situation. So behind me is my parents room and to the left is the basement. Okay, But you have to like go through the dining room. Okay, so I'm. By my by myself, the house is empty, making ramen noodles. I hear puking coming from the bathroom. I'm by myself. Creepy. Creepy. <gasps> and I'm like, I'm like shook it. <laughs> I'm making my my soup and I'm like, Meh! oh. And then from the basement, I hear a woman crying. <gasps> no. Like, wailing. Like, <gasps> 
And that's pretty much all that happened. But that's kind of what the medical record that I read said. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, like patient is experiencing nausea and, you know, emotional outbursts and whatever. So that's pretty much my story. Uh, I was just scared shitless. I never did it again. Allegedly, I didn't do it the first time. I never did anything like that ever fucking again. Um, did you go and so- investigate like the the bathroom at least? Or probably. No. Yeah. Pro- I think I was just like, oh. I probably played like Tomb Raider. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Like, I promise you, I was completely home alone and I heard a woman like throwing up. And that's a very distinct. Yeah, yeah. And like crying, like emotional, like distraught crying coming from the bathroom. So I'm not saying a ghost followed me home. But what I'm saying is, fuck, you heard something. <laughs> I fucking heard some shit. Ooh, that's so creepy. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 I don't want to say like I believe in the paranormal, but I'm someone that like weird shit happens to a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily believe in things, but I like to see if some shit's going to happen. Like that Mm -hmm. whole the thing that Sam read about like uh, Ed saying like, don't challenge the devil. Like I'm fucked because I'm (laughs) I'm like, what are you you fucking going to do? Like, let me see what happens. (laughs) I mean, right. I would like to see it, but I'm not challenging anything. I'm yeah, like, all right, for real. those are the rules and we're not doing it. For real. <laughs> I mean, I'll challenge it in the sense of like, I'm going into this Mm-mm. place to explore and I probably shouldn't Mm-mm. be, but I'm going to look no, anyway. I'm too Caribbean for all that. So I'll watch because I'm nosy, but I'm not participating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Oh my God. I, you give me rules. Don't challenge it. Okay. <laughs> all right then. Yeah, I'm I- not challenging anything. I'll observe. Oh, that was that's super creepy. Yeah, that was, that's a pretty creepy story. It is a pretty creepy. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. If this had hypothetically happened. Hypoth- if that hypothetically happened, that is like allegedly. Oh, now you need to write a movie. <laughs> this is a good story. You need to write a movie about that. Four foot eleven me. Like, yeah. Crawling through hospital tubes. <laughs> Hospital tubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all, all, all hospitals yeah. are connected by tubes. You have to. It's like, it's like it's like a McDonald's play place in there. You know, you just crawl yeah. around. So there's, oh my there's God. a lot of like rumors. I never found it, but apparently there's like a lot of underground tunnels where they would wheel the patients so they wouldn't be you know above ground. And they're like, I don't know if this is true or not, but they would like experiment on people. And the the only thing that made me feel like maybe there was some truth to it is that one of my teachers, when I was learning to be an EMT, used to work there when mm-hmm. she was a nurse. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm, there's more truth to that than I, there isn't. And I 100% believe that they experiment, yeah. experiment on people because like, mm-hmm. one, there's too many stories you hear about like people doing it, but especially when it's like, oh yeah, like this doctor was a serial 80s, killer. Yeah. 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 And like, they're a doctor, yeah. but they're the ones, the reason all their patients keep dying is because yeah. they're fucking with them. Like, I, I, I fully believe that people got experimented on. Oh Plus, yeah. people are fucking sick and twisted anyway. And, and especially back then, they're like, well, fuck it, let's, we can fix anything with electricity, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, but we have to we have to remember too that it's really not that long ago that no. you know they were doing all kinds of shit to women and it be, 
calling them hysterical for little small things like lobotomies. Oh, yeah, like like oh, she's PMSing, she's hysterical. Like we have to fucking lobotomize her. <laughs> like right. you know, stupid fucking shit demons. like that. Yeah, we got to get the demons That's out. That's literally in like in a lot of people's current lifetime. That's still a, yeah. a process. Yeah. You know what I'm curious about is like it's not, it's not entirely like related to Halloween stuff, but I still think it's kind of spooky regardless. Is like. You can find a lot of old videos from like old scientists experimenting and, and, and whatnot. Like, and there's that video, um, and it, it's very easy to find of I believe the Russian scientists from the 50s that were experimenting with the fucking dog's head. Oh yeah. yeah. Excuse me. It's a real video. It's a hundred percent real video from the 50s. A video? Oh, I don't uh, want to see that. It's a it's a just a dog's head that he reanimates with electricity and shit. And it's very fucking creepy. It's a real fucking thing. You can, I you mean, can, I guess that is technically possible. It's just electrical. It's just, yeah, like if you yeah. do exactly. it quick enough, yeah. then if there's no minimal brain. I, I could see how it's possible. <sighs> Could you do it? No. And that's just it. Is like so we, you know, we look at these things. Like we look at like all these like old like the stories like you know Frankenstein and mm-hmm, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And like you look at it and you think like, oh, that's it's so far fetched and it's so silly. But what when that sto- well, when that story was written, when that story came out, real doctors were already doing that. Mm-hmm. And so it's more like it's 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 literally a situation of stranger than fiction. You know, like oh, we yeah. have this story, but. People were already doing that, and it's fucking creepy. And it makes me wonder, like, do people still do that shit? It's just more hidden now because it's it's hard to get away Probably. with that kind of stuff. But like, I'm sure there's people out there doing have, it too. Now like, they have grants yeah. to do it. Yeah. Right. 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 They get permission. <laughs> they get permission someone. now. It's a it's, or lobbyist. It's definitely a fascinating video, but it's also kind of unsettling because it is a dog. But like. Yeah. It's literally yeah. just a dog's head being reanimated, and it's like oh it's moving god. and everything. Like it's it's fucking weird. So oh my god, that sounds like some rotten.com shit from oh my god, that website. Yeah. Uh, I was raised by rotten.com. That's not apparent same. in my creepy ass personality. Right? Same. Oh yeah. I should not have been. I I hundred really percent should not, should have, been not have been on that website. <laughs> Should not have been on that website. Oh, my nope. God. I was like, yep, I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I sure am. Well, you gotta know. Come I on. was like 10. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I am 18 today. <laughs> oh, God. The internet in the mid-90s. Oof. What a fucking wild ride. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Listeners, if you have weird stories, I definitely want to hear yeah. them. Please Real. comment below. Yeah. Comment on if you're on if you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're listening on Spotify mm-hmm. or iTunes or anything like that, send us or an email. Email us. Yeah. yeah. Contact at everyone sucks here.com or hit us up on mm-hmm. Twitter at ESH Podcast. It's all yeah. very simple. And if if you like these like weird stories, let us know because maybe we can fit them in somehow. Yeah. See, that's oh. that's why I do like our, our mini sodes, because we do get to we get to experiment with telling some more silly bullshit stories every now mm-hmm. and then. Like we have, yeah. our, we still keep our our assholes in our relationships, but <laughs> yeah, we, get it. we can squeeze in a story now and then too, a little tangents and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. But hopefully, you guys enjoyed this uh, spooky, spooky, spooky bonus episode. It's not really a bonus because on a Wednesday, but still. <laughs> It's uh, something different. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, maybe next month we'll do a Thanksgiving episode. No, I'm good. <laughs>
<laughs> talk about food. Oh boy. Mm, what would we talk about? God, like mashed potatoes. Oh, I don't know. What a but boring holiday. Okay, but not for us because can you imagine all the relationships and am I the assholes involving like family bullshit? Oh yeah, that's oh, about yeah. to come out. We're gonna get some good oh. juicy things. Oh, we about to get yeah, some gonna... good lockdown fucking yeah. Thanksgiving family oh, horror. Holidays are annoying as it is, and everyone's been stuck in the fucking house. It's gonna yeah. be gold. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be a landmine. <laughs> love it. I well, love it. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys like these spooky stories. Let us know. Leave us, leave us replies, comments, like, all that bullshit. Follow us everywhere. Do the things you do. Let us, uh, let us know how, who had the scariest story. Yeah. Sushi. I think sushi. <laughs> probably sushi. Yeah. Probably sushi. Me? Oh, well, yeah. That's a pretty scary story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because yours literally followed you home as yeah. a thing. That's, that's nah. it. That's the that's the problem there. Yours didn't. What yours, it is, we'll never know. Yeah. So and are you so are you far from that? That's that's the house you grew up in because you were a kid, right? Yeah. So you're yes. you're far removed from that. If the if, yes. if yeah it, right. like took over your house or whatever. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Yeah. So, so that ghost is still there, or it's just on my shoulder, and that explains my my luck. So. That explains your PC problems right now. Right, yeah. I mean, ghost yeah. Like, I'll Maybe show it's you for allegedly coming into my hospital. Ghost is just puking out of PC. 35 years ago. Oh, my God. God. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was like uh, 20 years ago, allegedly, because this didn't happen. This is a <laughs> yeah. fictional story. I made it up. I, I um, ad-libbed it right now. Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> supposedly. Yeah. yeah, allegedly, supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> oh, Alrighty, geez. well, we will see you guys next week for some more Am I the Assholes and Relationships and other goodness uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this. Uh, it should be coming out roughly around Halloween time. Mm-hmm. It should be coming out yeah. around that time. So happy so. Halloween! So happy Halloween! Happy yeah. Halloween! Be safe. Yes. Yeah. Don't be, don't do anything stupid because you know what this this will come out probably right before Halloween. So that being said, continue to wear your mask if you're fucking doing dumb shit. Don't yeah. fucking go to a Halloween party. Yeah. It yeah. sucks, no, but don't, don't do it. Don't do that. You know, fucking don't, don't do, do it. Wear your mask. Black lives still matter. Fucking. Mm-hmm. Vote. 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 Oh my God, vote. <laughs> and because uh, we're all going to have a scary story if you don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously, this podcast. It might get banned. <laughs> you know, vote. Well, I mean, two of the three hosts might get banned. I think I'm fine. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. just going to be the AJ podcast. Mm-hmm. Sure is lonely over here. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I had co-hosts? What do you What do you got for us, AJ? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the story of the two fallen hosts. Oh. I, I throw the we sand under the fire. Wailing women. Yeah. <laughs> the wailing, the wailing women. women. This is the story of the wailing women. I throw the sand <laughs> on the fire; it explodes. And oh. are you afraid We're of the dark theme place? Free lobotomies and. I submit you know. my story for the Midnight Society. The tale of the wailing women. <laughs> and it, but instead of us wailing, we're just like, yeah, this is a bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. We're going to get a, a loud women conversion therapy. Yeah. Just get used to the words under his eye, I guess. So. Oh. <laughs> I hope you look good in red. <laughs> <sighs> Can't wait. No. I love it here. Please vote. This doesn't become my life. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, vote. Wear masks. Don't have a Halloween party. Enjoy Halloween, though. I uh, hope you enjoy the stories. Goodbye forever. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.